What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 344. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside... He only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm tired. Yeah? Why are you tired? I don't know. It's a long weekend? Not really. You, you went through... You, <laughs> why are your eyes closed the whole time yeah. you said that? <laughs> I'm, just really, I'm just really tired. You're just getting naps in wherever you can? Yeah. It was why do you think you're so tired? I mean, like, you you platinum Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Oh, Uber was super hard, you said, It was. Right? It was really hard. Well, yeah. no, it was It was fine, except for the last boss was a total... Just the last part. In the ass. Yeah, it looks fine, Sean. Sean Finnegan, he sets up the camera. He's waving at us. Yeah, we're going. Doesn't matter. Everybody knows Sean Finnegan. He likes hiking. And then, over here, my Italian meatball, Brian Altano. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for I'm actually... By. I'm very energized. I'm the opposite of you, Colin. I don't we know We had a three-day weekend. Yeah, it was great. A little bit longer. Could've, you could have used a little longer, to maybe like a seven or eight day weekend. Seven or eight day weekend. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, I went to MomoCon in Atlanta, Georgia over the weekend, met a whole bunch of Podcast Beyond fans, did a whole bunch of panels about video games. Thank you all for coming out and supporting and wearing your Podcast Beyond t-shirts, your Game Over Greggy t-shirts. It means the world to me. Love you all. Colin, mm. let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. We're on an abbreviated schedule. We don't, we're going to lose you. I want to make sure we get yeah. you all the no, news gets extracted lose. from your brain. Thank you. What time is it? Uh, oh, we got a little while. We got like half an hour. I know. Right. Just making sure. Uh, there are 10 items on the list. 10. 10. Close to a dozen. Closer still to a baker's dozen. That broke ass baker dozen. Close to eight also. Yeah. Eight is enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Number Mine one. was a dud. The Order 1886 has officially been delayed. The game originally slotted to launch exclusively on PlayStation 4 in the fall of 2014 has been pushed back to early 2015. On the PlayStation blog, developer Ready at Dawn stated that, quote, as we look to bring this experience to the players, we have decided to spend extra time to deliver on the promise we made when we first introduced the game, end quote. Timothy writes into Podcast Beyond. He does it by emailing beyond at IGN.com, just like all of you can. He says beyond. 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 Tim Weisenhunt from VA here. I work, I work, I woke this morning to the Watchdogs review and to find out that Colin was right again. The order has been delayed until 2015. Later today, I arrived at work to discover that the evil within has been delayed to 10, 12, 21, 2014 in the U.S. Let me say congratulations on correct, correctly predicting the delay, Colin. However, I it want to obvious. know what you think about the trend of high-quality AAA releases being delayed. It's good. If they, if they need to get more polish, and the order clearly needed more polish um, when I saw it in February, uh, I think that's a good thing. The game looks really promising. It's a third-person shooter, much like Gears of War, very atmospheric, very story-driven, unlike Gears of War. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that they need more you know, more time. Um, a lot of people gave me shit when I said that the game looked rough and that it needed more time based on the fact that I saw it in February and it was supposed to come out in September. But when you have a vertical slice, I mean, we see enough games to know that when you have a vertical slice and you're showing the be- you're putting your best foot forward yep. and your game runs like that and it looks like that, you are not ready for prime time. And that was right. obvious when no. I saw it. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad that they delayed it because that- when you put a game out and it's not ready – you can't take that back. Right? I mean, it's it's interesting. He mentions the Watch Dogs review. That's a perfect example of a game that we all heard like a year ago was not ready. That thing needed a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, it, it it just – I mean, so so basically what happens with situations like this is uh, people play very early builds of these and sometimes almost complete builds and they do things called mock reviews. And Watch Dogs apparently – wasn't doing too hot in that department. And it came out today, and it's getting really good scores pretty much across the board, like eights and nines and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that had it just come out last year, it would have been a six. And do you want a six? No, nobody wants a six. I'd rather right. wait six, seven months and get a nine. So A delayed game is a disappointment once. A bad yeah. game is a disappointment all the Forever. fucking time. Yeah. Uh, 
Timothy wanted to add into a delay isn't necessarily bad, but our developers and publishers putting release dates out too early. Is that a problem? You think it's yes, all like, yes. You, you put out the the, in, in, the release date to get you excited, to get, so you can pre-order it, so you can get you know start putting away money in stock, and then it just doesn't make that point. Put yeah. away money in a sock drawer. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, I'm socking away money. I'm actually. Socking. I think I've talked about it. Maybe even on the show, I don't, they all melt together. But uh, I I I don't really want to know about a game until six months to eight months to a year before it's out. Like right. I don't I don't like knowing that something is three years away. Here's a logo. Think about it for three years. I don't yeah. like all that. And I don't, I don't like the, uh, here's our big reveal, and then we're going back and hiding, and then it comes back again. I mean, had we not known anything about The Last Guardian at all, right? And we heard about it for the first time at Christmas, and then it, they showed it at E3, and they're like, it's out in the fall. I mean, isn't that, isn't that the perfect timeline? Instead, we're sitting here for years going, where is this game? When's it going to turn up? Is it canceled? We're mad. Did you hear about the studio? Right. This and this and this. Um, you get you get much more invested in the drama behind all of it than you do the actual excitement chart of getting to where you you're actually going to be playing the game. And I don't, you know, I'd I'd rather play the game than just sit there for three years and go. I wonder if it's canceled. I wonder if it's not. You know, you figure there's two sides to that, right? Like the you know, we Uncharted and all the Naughty Dog problems would not have been a story if we didn't have that Uncharted teaser trailer and yeah. knew that was coming and that was public knowledge, yeah. right? Uh, but the other side, of course, is like. This is a business, and you do have stockholders, shareholders, all yes. of them, and they have to present all that stuff to them. That's why, like, you know, whenever there's a, a take two earnings call, right, there's always some kind of, we're always listening for news about a GTA because they have to tell those people, hey, this thing that makes us a ton of money is in development, is being worked on. And that's yep. kind of the same thing. And the case. release date is this. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I, I understand the business side of that. But I don't think that I personally gained anything from the Uncharted reveal. That we sure. saw. I, mean, I got nothing from that, especially now knowing that the the voice actor who was working on it is gone, the uh, lead writer who was working on it is gone. But you it figure was, you were already an easy sell for a PlayStation Four. Yes. There's some kid who was just an Uncharted fan who once he saw, well, I might as well get it now. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, I didn't. I, as a gamer, I didn't gain anything from that other than it's a flyover of a map. Sure. Like I don't. That I'm not going to be playing that. Right. Um. So I do. I do. I would rather get to a point, and it's it's interesting. We're still not there, but I'd, I'd like to get to a point where it's sort of like, here's our game. Here's what it looks like. Here's when you'll be playing it. Right. Hopefully, promise. <laughs> like that's that's a great timeline for me. Yeah. Yeah, I concur. I think that. The publishers are getting too far ahead of themselves. They're rushing their own developers, and then they're ruining the optics of their own games when the games get yeah. delayed. Everyone was so de- up on Watch Dogs, then they were totally down on Watch Dogs, and that now, can now that they're can, back up. <laughs> yeah, they, that can ruin everything for for a developer and for a game or a property. I mean, like you said, Watch Dogs might have been a six. They released it in November, and that's the difference between a one-off game and a series. And now, since they gave it six months extra time, you, you, you will, and Watch Dogs is getting its scores, and I'm sure it's going to sell millions of copies. That you will now have a series yeah. called Watch Dogs. Oh, yeah, we'll have Watch Dogs forever now. Um, which is fine if the, the series is good. I mean, that's yeah. the way people feel about Assassin's Creed. It's certainly the way I feel about Far Cry. I can't wait for Far Cry 4. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that I, I'm with you 100%. A year out's perfect. Let your team chill for a little while and mm-hmm. get the game going. Uncharted is probably a 2015 or 2016 game, and they're yeah. like, yeah, it's in development. Here's a map. It's a cartography game. You see, you are going to play it. <laughs> Number two. Sony has revealed that PlayStation 4 as a piece of hardware is already profitable. Typically, console manufacturers, including Sony, have historically sold consoles at a loss when they first launch and for some time thereafter in order to soak the market. But Sony's president and CEO, Kaz Harai, said at a corporate strategy meeting that, quote, From a profitability perspective, PS4 is also already contributing profit on a hardware unit basis, establishing a very different business framework from that of previous platform businesses. End quote. So while Sony is indeed hemorrhaging money, PlayStation 4 has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm. Yeah. 
Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, in that's fact, they're making profit. I wonder how I wonder how much profit they're making. Well, I think the PlayStation division lost money last year because of R and D costs, and I'm sure that that will change now mm-hmm. this year. Um, well, if they can keep up these sales, who knows? Yeah, I mean, his, historically, gaming companies have to make their money off of software, and you know, in a, a situation like Nintendo's or even Sony's in the past, it's just tons of controllers and add-ons and stuff like that, and licenses, um, and licenses. Yeah, so it's it's interesting to see that you know, just what six seven months in, they're already making money off of each system stole. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, when people often, we were talking about Watchdogs, right? Like, Sony gets a cut of every copy of Watchdogs that sells on PS4 and PS3, so yep. they would get that money on the back end and then return a profitability, so this should hopefully make them some more money more quickly. Yep. Number three, I'm excited about this. Metro Redux has been announced for PlayStation 4 as well as Xbox One and PC. This collection will combine Metro 2033, which never came to PlayStation 3 last generation, with Metro Last Light, which launched last, launched last year. The collection will cost $49.99 boxed, or you can purchase the game separately on PlayStation Network for $25 each. Both games will run at 60 frames per second and 1080p, and Metro 2033 in particular, which is an older game, has been significantly retooled for the next-gen hardware. Look for the collection later this year. Uh, Metro Last Light's a, a really promising game. I give it like a low sevens. Mm-hmm. Uh, could have been better. Uh, very story-driven, single-player only. Metro 2033 is the game that came before it. These are based on books, Russian post-apocalyptic books. Um, one's called Metro 2033. And uh, it's it, they're, they're gritty and dark games. And I actually liked Metro 2033 quite a bit, what I played on it on I Xbox. remember that. I remember you liked that one. So that's exciting. Trophies. Number four. A new Lego game, Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham, is officially News been announced. News of the week! Beyond. It's coming to PlayStation <laughs> 4, PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, and just about every other piece of hardware you can think of. The game follows the events of Lego Batman 2 and will feature more than 150 unlockable characters. It will launch this fall. Yeah. I had an interesting reaction when I saw the trailer for that, by the way. Yeah. Just to show how stupid I am. I was like, wait, you no, you can't have a Batman game take place in, in space. space. That's absurd. Made of blocks, starring <laughs> cartoon characters that think they're animal people. Um, yeah, it looks really fun. I love those games. Those are always great. They're always a good time. So yeah, They are a on. good time. Yeah. Number five. Tarsier Studios, the team that brought you Little Big Planet PS Vita, has announced a new PlayStation 4 exclusive game. It's called Hunger, and it's a third-person action-adventure game with stealth and exploration elements. Mm-hmm. In the game, Greg, quote, A nine-year-old girl named Six is kidnapped from her home and taken to, the wor- to work in the mall a surreal underwater resort catering to the whims of the powerful elite. When an unexpected twist of fate offers her a chance at freedom, Six takes a journey through the bizarre and unpredictable world of them all and catches a glimpse and catches a glimpse at the corrupt heart of modern happiness, end quote. That sounds awesome. Hunger yeah. doesn't yet have a release date or a window. That's what that happened to you when you were six, right, Greg? Yeah. Right. I got hungry. <laughs> I yeah, I think it looks awesome. It's cool to see them branching out from uh their their little big planet Sackboy stuff and doing something. Well, that game was so good. That was like I still think that's the definitive Little Big Planet that's really? come out. So yeah. yeah, to have them branch out and do some other stuff, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, unclear. It sounds to me like a downloadable game, but maybe it's not. Yeah. I don't know. The mm-hmm. art's really pretty. You can find it on IGN. Uh, number six, Greg. This one's for you. SingStar is dormant no more. Woo! A new version <laughs> of the PlayStation exclusive karaoke game is coming to PlayStation Four and will be released later in 2014. Interestingly, you don't even need a mic to play. This is really cool. Yeah. SingStar on PS4 will launch alongside a smartphone and tablet app that will allow the use of your device as a mic. So that's kind of, that's kind of yeah. a neat idea. It, it gets looks everyone so involved. stupid. The, sh- the photos they showed of people singing in their iPhones look dumb, but it's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. It's an awesome like idea. That, we, they never brought us wireless mics in the States. And peripherals. Now, here's the other big problem, though, is that I put so much money into SingStar PS3 DLC, but if you remember, there was a big hullabaloo because the way music rights worked and for downloadable stuff, that was all tied to my system. 
Like when I got a new PS3, oh. there was like a whole rigmarole of calling Sony and doing all these things you would have need. I never even did that. I didn't even care that much. Right. That you would have had to go and do. For, so for this, it's going to suck if I have all that stuff. I still can't use it if they haven't figured that if out. If they rebuy they all those songs. Yeah. That's a shame. All that damn K-pop Clements would put on there. <laughs> stuff from England I never even heard of. Get out of here. England is a very different and foreign place. I don't like their music as much as I like really? our music. Taylor Swift can beat the crap out of anybody in wow. England, music-wise. Ringo Starr. Yeah, dead. It's over. Number seven. <laughs> Publisher Take-Two has filed a trademark for City Stories, Woo! indicating that we may be getting another dose of the famous Grand Theft Auto spin-off series that last saw the light of day on PS2 and PSP in 2007. Liberty City Stories and Vice City Stories were massively popular entries in the GTA franchise, though of a lesser production quality, and kept hype for the series alive in between San Andreas and GTA 4. Does this new trademark indicate that we may be getting another City Stories game, perhaps for Sony's fledgling handheld? That'd be awesome. That would be really awesome. Yeah. If they did that. A new one? I'd see them porting the old ones first. There was a, there, I mean, they're already available as PS2 classics, right? Yeah, for that's PSP been rumored for a while. There was some bogus box art. At least it looked bogus that popped up of mm. people doing that. But if they could do a new one, if they could do a brand new one for PlayStation Vita, that'd be huge. Yeah. Yeah, San Andreas stores. Yeah. Sure. Which has been rumored forever. That'd be cool. Number eight. We agree it's cool. Publisher Take-Two has also filed a trademark extension for The Agent, the long-ago announced PlayStation 3 <laughs> exclusive that never saw the light of day. The game was originally revealed at E3 in 2009. In 2011, the game was reportedly still in development. Agent is purportedly an espionage game that takes place in the 1970s, but little else is known about it, including if Rockstar is still actively developing on it, or developing it, or simply squatting on the trademark until further notice. They should cut their losses, get to... Everybody goes to work on Red Dead. Yeah, Make me I Red agree. Dead 2. I agree. Next gen. Next this gen. I'm interested to see... Rockstar is such a disciplined developer because all their branches are all the different studios because they really keep secrets pretty well you know like nothing leaks like we don't even really know like what happened with the agent and like what fell apart with that yeah. other than that you know they seem to owe sony an exclusive so i don't <laughs> yeah. know i don't know like that's what, what city stories will become that'd be cool i'd prefer that number nine Minecraft has finally been given a released window on yeah, PlayStation 4 and yeah. PlayStation Vita. Both versions will be available this August. Interestingly, the games all cr- support cross-save, but once you bring your save to the PS4, you can't migrate it back to PS3 and Vita, as the PS4 version of the game supports stuff the other two don't. If you already own the PS3 version, the Vita version will be available free of charge. If you want to upgrade from PS3 to PS4, you can do so for $4.99. Oh, Otherwise, that's great. Otherwise, the PS4 version will cost $19.99. Right. I did not know that. I did not know that last part. That's awesome. Of course, Brian and I are back with our Minecraft Let's Plays. We used to do them daily. Now we do them once a week, every Wednesday, 11 a.m. You can get them on IGN.com or YouTube.com slash Minecraft IGN. And we have played a ton of Minecraft. We have. But I'm going to play even more. Oh, yeah. I'm going to play so much more. That's what I was thinking on the plane. On the plane, I was like, man, if I had Minecraft right now, I'd be going to town. So you're saying to me, since I bought the PS3 version, the Vita version's free, and I can pay five bucks to get the PS4 version. That's amazing. Yeah, Yeah. That's great. It's awesome. Now, Colin, you haven't played the Minecraft. I've been waiting for Vita. Charlie writes in and says, Beyond. 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 When the Minecraft news about Vita and PS4 is read on the Roper Report, let it be known this is the single most important news item on this week's Roper Report. Mm -hmm. So my question is directed at Colin. Will you be jumping aboard the Minecraft bandwagon, as many of us have? Do you have time for it? I'm fortunate and privileged enough to have you on my friends list, and I would love to play alongside you. No voice chat. No voice chat. That's a prerequisite. Uh, yeah, I'm going to play it. I can already envision me bailing off the bandwagon as well because I just don't know if this game is going to be for me for longer than a little really? while. But yeah, you sat there um, and watched me play it though, and yeah, you totally see you, you see the allure si- of yeah, it. Yeah, it's a si- it's a silly game. Like I, I I really actually think it's kind of ingenious, 
and I think the market agrees. But yeah, um, clearly. <laughs> but I I don't get. It reminds me of I, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I used to, my dad used to like go into the into a shop and make me like all these blocks. And I had like a, a ton of the blocks because my dad just like liked to you know work with his hands and stuff. And I used to build like all this random huge castles and put my GI Joes in them. And, like mass, like take me a week to build and mm-hmm. like I liked building shit like that. But I just can't imagine doing it in a digital format and then exploring this world and then getting other people to come. I, I just feel like it's such an investment and with so many games to play and things that I want to move on to next, I just can't see... Like, I want to mess with it and understand it better. Sure. But I just... as I, I'm going to be holding onto that bandwagon for one with one hand for a weekend, probably. You think so? Go. Well, yeah. I mean, let me ask you this. Your father's blocks, mm-hmm. did they have trophies? No, they didn't. See, okay. that's a big part. So that's, like, that's something that's really interesting mm-hmm. about this game. And I'm not a big trophy guy. I don't really care. But there's some stuff in Minecraft that really hooks you to make you want to go through these challenges. One of which Greg and I have been trying for months, years. Ske- well, we, we don't really – we get distracted and move on <laughs> to something else pretty quick. Um, but I enjoyed – I kind of went in with the same sort of hesitations. I was just like, yeah, you know, I like – these sort of like open world sandbox games. I like Legos and stuff. I love. I grew up with the same type of toys. Uh, and to actually sit down and all of a sudden be like, I don't know what I'm doing here and I have to survive. That part's really cool. And whether or not the crafting part of it to, to the extent of like, I'm going to build an airship from, from Super Mario 3. Whether or not that hooks you, I don't think it uh, is is – as common as the sort of like as a gamer starting out in Minecraft for the first time, spending your first night collecting stuff, building your first axe, building dig, digging yeah. your first hole, making your first home, and stuff like that. It's really cool, and you might you might only stay for a few days, but I think that if it does hook you, it's going to get you for a few weeks. Cool. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm yeah. very open minded. I think that when a game is this extraordinary um, and this uh, much of a cultural phenomenon that you kind of have to pay attention to it. And it's not even Grand Theft Auto or Call of Duty phenomenon. It's actually bigger than that. Like every time I see – like when I see people in my family or like like the little kids in my family, like they're obsessed with this shit. They don't even give – like they don't even care about games, some of them. But they're just like, I play Minecraft. I play Minecraft. Yeah. I'm like, all right. I – don't have anything to say to you because I don't I don't know this game very well. Yeah. All I know is watching Greg play it. I was getting really frustrated because he was making a house and then ruining it by like the symmetry was all wrong and like you know like he it was just all fucked up. I couldn't watch it anymore. You're gonna have to make your own house, make the symmetry yeah, I, right. I know. I'm not. He was like he he had like this beautiful facade on the water and then he was I, just fucking it up. I, I honestly I gotta get up there and try for for like the for the the sake of the show and your Twitter feed and everything. I really hope you do actually get really hooked by this game because it, it'd be awesome to see somebody like you actually get fall down that well because yeah. it's deep it's a deep well super deep. it's that ocd well yep number 10 evolve has been given a release date it will launch on playstation 4 as well as xbox one and pc on october 21st worldwide Woo! yeah and shinji mikami's upcoming cross-gen long in development horror game uh the evil within has been delayed it will launch on ps4 and ps3 as well as xbox 360 xbox one and pc on october 21st in north america and november 24th or i'm sorry october 24th in europe and uh, that's it for the news. Okay. I'm excited about that Evolve. That Evolve yeah, me too. Game. I think it's going to have a lot of buzz coming out of E3. Seeing as how people have seen it at PAX and everything else just love yeah, it. Yeah, all, all the stuff. Every, it's one of those, every time it gets shown, uh, I hear more and more about it that I really like. It's mm-hmm. not one of those, you know, we saw more, we don't like it, I have some problems with this and this. They, they keep peeling off another layer, talking about another gameplay element that just, like, hooks me. There's, like, some sort of, like, Dota-type stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Lot, tons of different character classes you can pick from. Yeah, um, yeah. It's 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 a lot more than just like Left for Dead, where you're just four guys running around a house. Right. Left for Dead was <laughs> running around a house. Yeah. And I love yeah. Left for Dead. I'm surprised they never went and made another one of those. I am too. I'm actually. It's got to be coming. Yeah. Just like Half Life. I'm shocked. Anything with three is yeah. still coming, probably. Um, that sounds. I mean, that sounds like the perfect E3 reveal, right? 
That'd be cool. Put yeah. up that number three. Um, Evil Within. I'm, I know a lot of people are hating on that game, but I'm 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 excited about that too. It's Matami, man. Yeah. You know, like and like that's like OG. Hard, you know, survival horror. We haven't had a real survival horror game since the original Dead Space, and, I, and like, the, and I want a real survival horror game. There's, there's a, a title that gets brought up every time someone talks about the Evil Within, and it's Resident Evil Four. And when you say those words, and you say this new game is comparable to Resident Evil Four, I'm like, yep, in hundred thousand percent. That's one of my favorite games of all time. Each one of you will put maybe an hour and a half into this game. You, th- you think so? Based on what I saw at PAX, man. Really? It's a pile of garbage. Oh, man. That's it a looks bummer. bad. It's in- you're insulting Resident Evil. And the people who are saying that are insulting Resident Evil 4. Wow. They might be saying some of the mechanics are similar to Resident Evil 4. Uh-huh. Resident Evil 4 looks better than this game. Huh. Period. So why... So gloves are off. Why didn't you like it? Like, what... Just tell me everything. I mean, what... I, I, I think it'd be shorter to say why, why... Why did anyone like it? I don't know what... Wow. Like, it just didn't look good. The character model looks bad. The action looks bad. It looks stilted. It doesn't... You don't move well. Which is similar to Resident Evil 4. Yeah. But even Resident Evil 4, I thought you looked better than how this guy moved. I mean, granted, we're seeing an early preview version of this game. We've said that a million mm-hmm. times. I mean, it's getting delayed, so hopefully they're smoothing all that out. Yeah. But, like... But if your character model is fucked six months out, you're not going to be able to. We're dropped it. into this game, and it's just, yeah, you're like things are running at you. What's happening? Why is the world... F- I mean, like, the part of the problem was just the... I, kn- I knew nothing about this game other than, yeah, it's, it's you know, this guy did this, and it's survival horror. Okay, great. And I went and sat down, and I left that, and I'm like, I don't know what I just saw. The wow. world is shifting and moving. Is, is he in a dream world? Does he know? Because there's no reaction to him. The, you know, the world is like doing like the Star Wars garbage uh, yeah. disposal thing. And he's just walking around. And he's like, just like, he gets all stuck up against the wall and moves through. Not a, oh my God, or anything. Nope, nothing. Just through and out on the other side. You're like, okay, oh, great. There goes that. These monsters run at <laughs> we'll you. See. You shoot Man. them, they burn, then they turn into a, an item on the ground, which is fine. See, that, not, not now you're describing, you're not describing a game that I will play for an hour and a half. You're describing a game that I won't play. I'm just saying, like, I think that's I got to play it. I got to see it through. Yeah. You, you'll finish it. You'll platinum it. And you'll be like, it was fun or whatever. <laughs> or, it'll, or it'll be like one of those games that everybody else hates. And you're just like, well, I saw this good thing in it. So this is what I did. Like Naughty Bear. Yeah, like Naughty Bear. Which was one of the finest games. Also very generation. similar to Resident Naughty Bear was one. a prettier game than this game. <laughs> it ran better. Naughty, Naughty Bear ran at a solid eight frames a second. <laughs> <laughs> Evil Within's coming up soon. But to find out what's in stores now, let's go to the official Andrew Goldfarb Memorial list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Rest in peace, Goldfarb. Big ups. Uh, on PlayStation 3... Watch Dogs is finally out. Watch Dogs! And Ace Combat Infinity, which is the Ace Combat free-to-play game, I believe. Uh, PlayStation 4, Watch Dogs, and that is it. And on Vita, it's a good week for Vita, Lemmings Touch comes out, Mind Zero, which is that, that nerdy-ass JRPG that's supposed to be like Persona, but not nearly as good. Mm. Monster Mon Piece is out, which is that super inappropriate oh, right. card battling game. Oh, yeah. And the Sly Collection oh. comes to Vita as well. So there's some That's games nice. free on Vita. All right. I'm going to play Mind Zero Monster Mon Piece myself. Monster Mon Piece. Are you going to play Watch Dogs? Yeah, I'm just... There's supposed to be a bunch of copies in the office. I just don't know who has them. Sure. But I'm senior editor, so I'm taking one from someone. Okay. Because I got to do it. I got to yeah. pull that seniority rank once hey, in a while. Hey, B. Jackson. But yeah! You just kick her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have the game! Uh, Colin. Yeah. What time do you have to go? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's 11.45 I was letting you know Yeah uh, You can step away when you want to okay, uh, We just talked about Watch Dogs Let's answer a question Maria writes in Maria 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 it Reminds she- me of Maria Maria 
the that that the uh, the kind of like R&B song with Santana that came out oh, in the yeah, early nineties. Maria, Maria. Yeah, and then you're like, get a mommy in the West Side Story. Yeah, and then it's like with the guitar by Carlos Santana. And he plays that's so weird, right? It was so weird. Carlos Santana did a million like weird crossovers out of the blue. He had a whole album. Yeah, that's when he. Yeah, that's when he did the Matchbox Ranch. Yeah, Matchbox Twenty or whatever his song was. That was. I think when you're on your twentieth album, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, that album was. What was that album called? Damn it, I can see it in my head. With Carlos Santana, I'm Dr. Carl. I can't remember. Maria says, hi, Greg, Colin, in the ever-rotating third chair. Beyond. 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 I've been excited for Watch Dogs since E3 2012, like everybody else, and since then, the game has been talked about a lot. The latest news, though, delays, graphic downgrades, have now been, have not been encouraging, and a lot of backlash about the game has overhyped and started to arise. Now that it's out, and the most of the reviews are positive, I feel reassured about, about my pre-order. Good. But even though critic reviews have been positive, people are still saying that the game is crap because the game is not exactly what they expected it would be. Some graphical issues. Overall tone of the game. Not GTA 5. Duh. What I want to know is, do you guys think that the low user reviews, currently 59 on Metacritic, are happening because Ubisoft announced the game early back in 2012? I think that people nowadays genuinely have more fun talking about, hating on, or discussing, or, or, or consuming media about games than they do actually playing them. I think that now, that whole part of the culture has almost surpassed just sitting there and playing something and enjoying something with a smile on your face, is the watching the, uh, you know, the the downgrade sure. downgrade ton, we call it, and stuff like that. Um, watching delays happen, watching studios shift and layoffs and stuff like that. Um, for the next few days, we're going to see tons of videos of, of glitches and watchdogs. We're only going to focus on the negative. The reality is, when that game was first shown, it looked amazing. Then we didn't see it for a while, and we heard bad things. And we came out, and now it looks really good, too. And people are doing comparisons. Uh, Digital Foundry did a comparison of what it looks like, uh, the retail version, versus what we originally saw. And they're pretty damn close, like yeah. if not identical. So I think people just want to see things fail. It's this, it's this sort of sadistic aspect. I think there's plenty now. of people, yeah, who just are like, oh, we got delayed and it took too long. And, and yeah, I'm just sick of the hype train. So they go on Metacritic without yeah. having played it. If it's out today. Today's the, you know, I mean, granted, there's been early releases here and there, but like not enough to where everybody could go out there and feel that. So like, right. it's, like anything else, it's just the same thing when Call of Duty comes out and all the Battlefield people go on and lower its Metacritic score and vice versa or PlayStation versus yeah. Xbox. I mean, the game's what, 20, 30, 40, hours long you finished it already and you and you wrote a review on Met- like come on metacritic if you're paying attention to metacritic user scores don't yeah don't. They're, they're absolutely useless um but and i, I even I, as someone who doesn't even like review scores i think metacritic's interesting but somewhat destructive as sure. well but uh even for our own scores right. um especially because you know the weights and all that kind of stuff ign scores are actually heavily weighted and which is fantastic for us but like you know some smaller voices are snuffed out it's not a true average um so uh, with that said, like I, I feel like I feel a few things. First of all, Ubisoft is precariously close to becoming the next EA to a lot of people in terms of like yeah. this is going to be the the, mm. the target of a lot of people's ridicule. I think Ubisoft's a fantastic company. They make great games or good games, except Assassin's Creed, which everyone knows I don't like very much. But a lot of people do. I'm in the minority on that. Right? right? Um, they do Rayman. They're doing Watch Dogs. They do a lot of great stuff. And uh, I think that people are looking for someone to hate. Yeah. Right. EA is kind of like, you know, reversing a lot of its you know stuff you know, with SimCity and all these kinds of things. And so everyone's kind of, they didn't win world's worst company or whatever the hell <laughs> it is because you have to be completely out of touch if you think they're the world's worst company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So like, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like you know Ubisoft has this stigma actually that's actually going to start to stick with it because they're they're openly annualizing their games and they're not then they're yeah, they they're not that. they're not sorry about it and I don't think they should be because the market wants them. Yeah. I think we often get caught up in the negative on the internet in our little echo chamber because um, in our little sphere because. We, we're kind of out of touch with the way normal people feel about games or what they know about games. For instance, with the Far Cry 4 controversy, everyone was like, well, Far Cry 3 was racist too. But no one really thought Far Cry 3 was racist except for like a few people on the internet. Far Cry 3 sold 9 million copies. And yeah. if you go ask the normal person that played Far Cry 3 or plays it online, hey, did you know that people think Far Cry 3 is racist? They're like, no, I had no idea. I have no idea. Because, I had no because idea. Like, we don't, it's the same thing with Assassin's Creed, right? Yeah. Like Everyone's like, you, aren't you ashamed that Assassin's Creed's being annualized now? And, and they're going to be like, no, because I like Assassin's Creed yeah, and I, I like, like to it. play it. Yeah. Um, Ubisoft listens to um, the market and listens to its 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 users, and also has the time to make uh, and and the wherewithal and the money to make games like Child of Light or Rayman, which don't sell as well but are really good. So I, I think that haters are going to hate mm-hmm. and lovers are going to love, mm-hmm. right? And uh, eaters going to eat. Eaters are definitely going to eat. <laughs> although you're losing weight, I don't know. I'm not losing nothing. And uh, so yeah, to me, I, I'm I'm more distressed by our culture of hatred I agree. and our culture of negativity on the internet. And I hope that we can start to get away with it. Now, we've all been there. We've all done that, right? We all sure. have something negative or bad to say. But I've been trying to contribute a little bit more to the positivity. It's the same thing with, like, you know, the order being delayed and everyone was hating on me for it. And it's like, why? Like, I'm just giving my opinion. Like, why do we have to focus on negative things? Let's focus mm-hmm. on the positive things of the games if we want to kind of have a more uh, positive and constructive narrative about something. So it's all in our own power and also a, a not uh, beyond us. To understand that we really don't speak for everyone and that we don't really have our finger on the pulse of the general gamer that walks in the Walmart and buys a couple games yeah. a year. He doesn't know any of this is happening. He doesn't give a shit. He goes sees Watch Dogs. He likes it. He doesn't care that people are trying to find the negative. It's not going to stop him from buying. It's not going to stop him from buying the sequel. You know, we have to keep that in mind. Context yeah, is really I totally important. agree. If you if you want to if you want to justify that you still have sixty dollars in your wallet, you can do it without shitting on something. Yeah, you just save your money and just be like, I saved my money. I wanted to hate that game. I, I hate it in my head. I don't care what anyone says positive about it. I hate it because I want to save my sixty dollars. Keep your sixty dollars. Just shut up. Let everybody else enjoy it because people are really enjoying it. This, this game is going to be probably the best selling, selling game this month. And it's one of those things where I, I definitely would welcome uh, critical reviews from sure. users. That's the thing. I want to make sure we're not saying you know critical opinion from users doesn't matter, but the ones who are out there giving it a fifty nine without it. You know what I mean. No, so if you, if you are, and I'm sure they're t- it's really if they're giving it a three and somebody else is giving it an eight and they're right. trying to three it. hours yeah. after re- yeah, it yeah. was released. That's what stores. I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, if you want to like uh, you know write a review on GameFAQs or you know write a review on a wiki or on your blog or whatever, that's great, that's fantastic. But of course, but play the game, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like Metacritic's user scores are just the absolute worst. They're like a, a minefield of garbage. They are useless battles that no one cares about except for these few people that want to fight about games they've never even played. And they have no validity right now. You know, maybe in, when the dust settles in a few, we've had access to Watchdogs for a, a while now. Like, yeah. so, and and a lot of critics have. So, those reviews should be, you know, I think trusted. Once you've spent time with the game and have a critical opinion of it, then you should put that out there. But just right. having I mean, this stupid Metacritic battle, yeah, yeah. and it, it's it's sort of um, like it seeps into our culture a little bit too, where we've had we have had the copy uh, a couple copies of Watchdogs for a little while now, and I kept saying to people like, well. Is it good is or is it bad? Because I heard it's bad. Yeah. And there, yeah. everyone was like, no, it's actually really good. Like, I don't know where all that negative shit came from, but uh, it seeped into my into my brain. And I'm like, oh, well, it can't be good because I read everywhere that it's bad. And they downgraded it and they changed it from yeah. this and this and this. Turns out it's good. So I Yay. can't wait to play it tonight. It just brings up – I think this brings up an, a bigger question of like why is everyone so invested in products that they or have yet? no ownership over? Yeah. They like don't make – like if – like. 
when I didn't like Grand Theft Auto Five that much, right? Like I stopped playing. I was like, I don't really care about this game. I really wanted to like it. I bought it and was excited about it. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It's not doing. For yeah, me. I, right. I, I, like, and people were like, a lot of people were upset about this, and I'm like, why? Are you? Do you own Take Two shares? Do you? You already got my money if you do, by the way. Right. Uh, are you? Do you work at Rockstar? Uh, otherwise why do you care it's the same thing i always said about like you know i like 311 a lot right like, yeah. a lot of people hate that band right like they, they they think they suck and all that kind of stuff i've been dealing with that for years for a long time i don't care right you know i'm like not in you 311 like you, like. you know right. like i don't make any money from them they take my money and i it's, it's like that that's that's the kind of stuff i'm saying like why do you care i don't listen to 311 and i don't want to listen to 311 if you gave me free concert tickets to go see them i would probably take you or just get, hand them to you. But I don't want 311 to die in a bus crash either. You know? I'm just like, I hope they keep making music. I hope they're successful. And I hope their fans keep loving what they do. I hope there's a Watch Dogs every year for the people that love Watch Dogs. But I don't want the people who make Watch Dogs to die or lose their jobs. I don't want the franchise to go away. I don't want the studio to close. Like, if it's something I have no interest in, it's allowed to exist somewhere out without constantly pleasing me. Because not everything has to please me. Things can just exist and please other people. And I have to be happy with that. Yeah, or at least deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Sound really thrilled about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't want 311 to die in a bus crash. Well, some work. people do, and that's yeah, yeah. Everyone likes something everyone hates. Yep. And that's never been relevant to me. Yep. All right. Moving on. Alex writes into Beyond at IGN.com just like you can and says, Hey guys, Beyond. Beyond. Do you feel the need and or pressure to not seem too biased? towards playstation i understand it's your main focus and passion but i feel that you guys especially greg are too cautious to say anything negative about microsoft or their platforms i know that you must try to maintain an objective opinion but i feel you're much more comfortable making fun of sony and their bad decisions than anything microsoft has ever done um i don't know if we're more comfortable but i think we're more versed like I think I, I can I can come in and talk about a problem I have with PS4 or sure. my Wii U because I spend the most time playing Nintendo and Sony systems, um, and I can speak less to that on the Xbox One because I don't really find a lot of the things happening on the Xbox One very compelling to me right now. So yeah, I can come in and be like that thing on PS4 sucks. Yeah, because I have to deal with it every right. Day. I mean that's the whole thing. Like you know. Is there pressure to not seem biased towards PlayStation? You know, because obviously on the internet we're called PlayStation fanboys quite a bit. Yeah, oh. uh, yeah, exactly. We don't <laughs> care, of course, but that generates from the fact that you know, for six and a half years, my beat at IGN was PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that I was a fanboy; it was just that uh, that's what I was paid to cover and be an expert on. And now that's you know, Colin is leading that charge for PlayStation. So. Obviously, it's just like E3. We're talking about this either, you know, when I sit down at the end of an E3 and people go, what's the best thing you saw at the show? I feel like that's such a shitty question to ask or be answered because I only know what I saw. And so when you only know PlayStation, most of the jokes are going to come from that. Or if that's what we're being paid, not because we're, we're not being we – we don't only know PlayStation because we prefer PlayStation. We only know PlayStation or know it the best because – that's what we get paid to know everything about, right? Now now it's shifted a bit, right? Like, I can play anything I want, and nobody's looking for me for PlayStation expertise. So you come in, and you talk about Vita games I don't even know anything about. You educate me. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it works. And I mean, yeah. as far as, like, that I'm, especially Greg, are too cautious. Is anything negative about Microsoft? I'm negative about my own Xbox One all the time. Yeah, I was just on. A, I was just on a Mario Kart 8 live stream where all I did was talk shit about the battle mode and yeah. You know, I was sitting things. right right there with you. Like I, mean, I don't know what what you're seeing. I think it's. It, it, I mean, it's this comes from a lack of, again of context because they don't they don't see and know and everything that we talk about or do here at the site. They don't see all the tweets we do. We obviously don't hear our <laughs> conversations with each other. I've said this before, right? Like, um, I prefer playing on PlayStation. 
And I'm yeah. not ashamed of that. That no. doesn't mean that I'm a fanboy. And if you feel like I am, then that's your prerogative, right? Sure. Like, there's nothing I can do to change your mind, and there's nothing I want to do to change your mind because mm-hmm. that's up to you to feel that way, right? Yeah. When a game comes to, you know, I play my Wii last generation got a lot of play because I really love Mario Galaxy and Zack and Wiki and all these random ass games. The Conduit came out, and you know, we mess around with all these random games, right? Like. Where the games are, I'll go, right? right. And right. so when Xbox One gets its games this fall or early next year, especially Quantum Break and Sunset Overdrive, you better believe I'm going to play those games. Of course, yeah. And, you know, it just so happens that if there's, you know, next-gen uh, cross-platform you know, games, I'm going to play them on PlayStation 4. Yeah. And I prefer the exclusives and the exclusive studios that PlayStation has. I think they're much better than Microsoft's. And um, I prefer that ecosystem. I, I always tell people... On Twitter, and I've said it on, po- on Podcast Beyond before, embrace that you're a PlayStation gamer because it doesn't mean that you are – or embrace that you're an Xbox gamer or a Nintendo gamer. It doesn't sure. mean you're a fanboy. It doesn't mean that you don't want to. It means that there's only so many hours in the day. And if you want one of the experiences, the whole totality of an experience, and you only have so many hours a day. And I only have so many hours a day for PS3, PS4, and Vita with the exception of when these games come to other consoles that I'm interested in. People were so surprised when I went to Insomniac and did the Sunset Overdrive stuff. I loved that game. I don't really care what hardware it's running on. The game looks really cool, and I think you're really going to enjoy it if you own an Xbox One. And a lot of people were giving Insomniac a lot of shit for moving over, but they don't do it for exclusivity. They do it for money like any other business does, right? right? So these, like, console wars that these developers even get caught up in, like, they don't give a shit. They don't care. You know? Like, they want to put their... They make games. They don't make just PlayStation games unless you're a a wholly owned studio. So I encourage people to look at it from a different point of view, which is to say, like, if you own every console, that's fantastic. If you want to play just the biggest games on every console, that's fantastic. That's not the way I choose to play my games. I choose to get into the nitty-gritty of the PlayStation Network. I choose to get into the nitty-gritty of the Vita and the PS4. I play almost everything that comes out on PS4. And if you don't like it or you think that I'm a fanboy... That's kind of up to you, you yeah. know. But I mean, there's a again, lot of that's like your that beat. You're, yeah. you, I mean, I think all three of us prefer the PlayStation ecosystem yeah, right now, right? Totally. Like that's how it is, and like that, the reason I do is because I'm obviously I prefer the studios. I'm invested with trophies. When you're talking about multi, you know, like where am I going to yeah, play Watch Dogs and trophies? I'm going to play. I'm going to play on the platform where I'm trying to, you know, always chip away at more trophies or talk to my friends or see what they're doing. Exactly. You know I mean? Like that's just different. There's no shame in it. No. Like that's what that's what I'm always trying to tell people. It's just like. The word fanboy is used by – like, if you are a fanboy, and I don't think anyone could objectively call us fanboys because we've talked just an endless amount of shit about Alex Sony. Is saying, <laughs> Alex is saying that we make fun of Sony too much yeah, exactly. and not enough. Yeah. And, and, so, and, if anything, we're Xbox fanboys. And I've always been really proud of that because we see, we see what it is, right? And when Sony was, was blundering along in 2008, 2009, we called them out on that, right? Right. And, we, and, we've, and we've expressed – Honest to God, astonishment that they haven't messed anything up with the PS4 yet, and like, yeah. and, and it's just based on the history, right? Like based on the yep. PS3 and that third console curse and all those kinds of things. It's just, you know, throw that word around if you want, use it as a pejorative if you want. But you know, some people just like certain consoles. Some people don't have enough money for all the consoles. Some people like really just want to have that investment and know what's going on in that one console. The way we used to be with the NES and the SNES, that was the way I was. It wasn't, you know, until that I, until we got to the PlayStation generation and especially the PlayStation Two generation that we I started buying everything and had everything at Dreamcast and GameCube and yeah. Xbox. And I always say that I feel like the PS2, Xbox, GameCube generation was the least fulfilling generation I ever had because I was I was all about being agnostic, completely yep. agnostic, yep. and I missed all of the minutia and all the little things that came to all these consoles. Like I had 20 GameCube games, I had 30 PS2 games, I had 10 Xbox games, I'd play Halo, I'd play KOTOR, then I'd go play Resident Evil 4, then I'd go play Eco. I but like all of the shit underneath, I miss I miss so much of it. Yep. And I'm not going to do that again. You know, so like cuz that's where the fucking gems are, man. And you can only do that if you don't have a job and then and therefore have just play <laughs> games all day. Yep. Or you dedicate yourself to one of these ecosystems yeah. and that's what I've done. 
But, I mean, that's what the strength of IGN is, right, is that we have people who prefer – I mean, McCaffrey play, prefers to play everything on Xbox, so he can bring his expertise to a table. Yeah. And obviously, Jose plays everything in Nintendo, and you can bring these people together and then have a rational thought. And then, of course, there's the Dota kids. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're booking E3 right now, right? And we're talking about when these press conferences happen afterwards, we're going to have uh, podcasts and conversations and videos, and we're going to recap them on live on the set. And who do we want for this? So well, let's get uh, you know Brian and Colin for the Sony one, and let's get Brian and Jose for the Nintendo one, and let's get uh, McCaffrey. Caffrey and Mitch for the Xbox and whatever it is, um, you want to align with those things. So I'm not on some Dota podcast going, "Who's the dragon?" <laughs> you know, I'm actually I heard I, there's I, a I jungle in this game. Jungle, yeah. So I, so on the flip side, though, I have been called every possible combination of bad fanboy w- words from from uh, just an angry, miserable person. Because they don't they don't see that I I I do try to play a little bit on everything. You know, like. This weekend, I jumped from my Wii U to my PS4 to my Xbox One, and I was playing a game on my Kindle. Like, that's crazy. And I don't even think about it. I'm just like, these are video games. I'm having fun with them. I'm just hopping from thing to thing. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. You do miss out on a lot of the little things. And uh, during the GameCube era, that's where I predominantly focused on GameCube. And I got to play all these weird games like Billy Hatcher and all this shit that <laughs> yeah. everybody missed out on. But I was just like, hey, it's a new GameCube game. I want to check it out. Um, this morning, we tw- the IGN tweeted about the, uh, the, the order delay. And I just tweeted back, uh, Delay Station 4. And somebody was like, yeah, f- you know, s- fuck you, sucking Xbox One 720p dick. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I love the Xbox One. I love the PS4. I, if, if I would say, I would make a dumb joke about the Xbox One if it's one of its, uh, you know, flagship titles got delayed too. Like, I don't care that much, and neither should you. Like, play games that, ma- that make you happy and on the console that you enjoy, and stop fucking shitting on everybody for what they, what they play things on. Agreed. I forgot that package that came in the mail. You read and answer Joshua's question. I'm going to grab it. Okay. I got to uh, go. I know, anyway. Joshua's question is a slam dunk. <laughs> hey, Beyond Crew and whoever is lucky enough to be in the rotating chair. That's Hi. Brian Altano. What's up? I've been playing God of War 1 and 2 on Vita and loving it. It makes me wish God of War 3 was on Vita also. Do you guys think that we would see God of War 3 or Ascension on Vita anytime soon? Thanks for all the wonderful work you guys do at IGN. Joshua. The answer is no. No. Uh... I don't think you'll. I definitely don't think you'll see Ascension. There are rumors that Ascension might come to PS4. Um, I hope that's not true. I hope they just move on from that game because I don't think people really wanted it. Uh, as far as God of War three on Vita, I doubt that's possible because God of War one and two aren't running all that hot, and they're PS2 right. ports. So I can't imagine what a PS3 game I, I think. Run. I think right. Smoke would be coming out of the back of your Vita if you, you played God of War three. <laughs> on fire. <laughs> run God of War. Use right. your might. All your I'm might. I'm using it. All my might. This is from Devin. Package says Beyond. It's addressed to Colin and I. Maybe use, use your teeth. It's a bomb! Bing, 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 bing. You Xbox fanboys have finally had enough. Alright. Got a note here. Got a shirt. And a thing over here. Oh, oh he oh! Fort Zalonga? That's on Long Island. Dear Greg, Colin, and ever rotating <laughs> third chair. Beyond, I was hoping you guys could help me out. My best friend's birthday just passed, and coincidentally, he is coming back from service in the military very shortly. I wanted to get him something pretty crazy this year. Every year we trade PSN cards or download a new game on the other's account, but that just won't cut it this year. I thought since our friendship originally stemmed from video gaming, and we've been habitually listening to Beyond since the dawn of time, that I could combine those two things and go all out on this gift. I mailed you guys one of the Beyond shirts that I got from splitreason.com slash IGN and thought it would be awesome if you could autograph it for him. Ooh. Obviously, the Beyond team comes first, but anybody else that works at IGN is totally encouraged to sign it as well. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, maybe you make this dude hit of the week. Oh, sure. Maybe you make this dude hit of the week. Uh, his name is Hugh Stewart from Penyan, New York. 
Is that near Long Island? I never is that heard on the that, island? That could be. Anyways, his PSN is Maverick, M-A-V-E-R-R-I-C-K-89. Maverick89. Keep on giving me the news, guys. I look forward to listening every week. Beyond, Devin from Long Island. Oh, he even, and he, rec- he recluded or included his own uh, Shout out to Hugh envelope. Stewart. Welcome back. Thank Welcome you for back. doing you for what you service. do for us, man. Memorial. You're amazing. I knew a dude in your hometown, Devin. That's funny. I haven't even thought of that place. That's a small town out east. Well, of course, yeah. we'll sign this. Um, while we do that, AJ Cantwell has a question mm-hmm. that I thought we yeah, could I'll answer for him. Gonna, yeah, you're on a ba- bounce there for that. He says, Beyond. 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 Some nights I find myself turning off my PlayStation because I feel bad that I have left my girlfriend to watch TV on her own, even though she has told me to continue to play my game. I've tried to get her to play Call of Duty with me, but it didn't go very well. There was a few weeks that she enjoyed playing FIFA, but then stopped wanting to play it. I own a PlayStation 3, a PS4, and a Vita, and would love it if my girlfriend could play PlayStation like I do. Bye, Colin. Bye, Bye Colin. Thank you for having me. Thank you for on being here. On your own podcast. Uh, so my question to you guys is this. I would like to make my girlfriend part of my gaming life, but I don't know what games I should start her off with. Thank you, and beyond, AJ Cantwell. Brian's finishing his signature. I think, now, of course, here's the problem, AJ, is that every girl, guy, human being is different. So it's yep. always hard. There's no blanket girl or guy game, right? There's yeah. so many games you play that I don't, I know I don't like or whatever, right? That yeah. you can, if you try to drop me in a Call of Duty, I'd be like, all right, cool, I'm, I'm done. FIFA, I'd be like, no, thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, those games don't appeal to me, and I work in the video game industry at, at the world's biggest video game right. site. I'm, I'm just, you know, I have no problem with them. I think they're fundamentally sure. and technically great. I just find them a little dull. I think the actual act of running around in circles in Call of Duty and shooting people is kind of boring to me, and I think that scoring goals in FIFA has no appeal to me. But... Like, if you sit me down with something like, you know, Rayman, which I think I can play with pretty much anybody that comes comes over, or Mario Kart or something like yeah. that. Those are the kind of games that uh, they have a little more mass appeal. And I, I know there's plenty of games like that on, on PlayStation. See, that what I'm jumping to is, right, that for me, we have to go back to the common denominator of what does everybody like. Yeah. Everybody likes story. Persona 4 Golden is a game that I know has hooked a lot of people and a lot of girlfriends and a lot of boyfriends. I'm not trying to you yep. know do that. But just in the fact that the story is so good. You can play on easy and it's not – you know you don't have to – you just blow through everything. But you get this awesome story of you know, sure. these gr- this group of kids banding together to fight this evil thing. So that would work. And then the same thing, like why not play games that people find entertaining to watch, right? Like Uncharted, I hear about all the time that people like watching Uncharted. Oh, yeah. Walking Dead. People watch me play at Walking Dead, you know what I mean? Because yep. it's a good yep. story, stuff like that. Mass Effect was a good example, too. Yeah, so it, it's, it depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for, like, a couch co-op game, you know, there's plenty of options there. If you're looking for something that's sort of, like, very narrative story-driven that, you know, is awesome to watch, like, I think Greg totally nailed it. Uh, Tomb Raider is another good one that I think you can probably just have somebody sit on the couch and be like, man, that is an awesome game right. to look at. It's really fun. I think, to a lesser extent, uh, games like Assassin's Creed, it, it really depends on you know how, what you're playing, how you're playing them. If you're playing a 75-hour open-world game, and <laughs> collecting all the little things, you- that might get tedious to watch. But uh, you know, yeah, something pick something like that's like 10 hours long, story-driven that you guys can fly through in a few nights. Maybe even pass off the controller here and there. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, think think about what. Uh, the the purpose of the like? game is. Yeah, you know, and what, what is she into? Like, I think that like uh, if you look at the very the, the very core mechanics of a game, and it, if it's just rewarding somebody for doing like a simple task that's like easy and fun, yeah. then 
Sure, try it. Try it out with her. Little Big Planet's a good yeah. example that you can play with her on that. Pixel Junk Shooter. I know a lot of people like playing together. Yeah, move on from there. I mean, I do this with my fiance. She's like very much a lapsed gamer. She played video games growing up and then didn't play video games for like twenty years and then started dating me and was like, "Well, honey, I I'm, all I'm, aboard the train. <laughs> Welcome back to video game the town. station for quite some time." And you know, I handed her a controller and I was like, "Let's play a first person shooter." And she didn't get it. And she's not really big at like third person action adventure games, but platformers she got. And then from there, yeah. she sort of understood three D platformers and. Rhythm games and music games and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, start simple and then evolve. Okay. Brian. Hi. Final question. Sure. Comes from Max, and it's not Max Scoville. God damn it. He says, it's quickfire. Greg, I'm almost done with my Persona 4 Gold and Platinum. How are you progressing specifically? What do you still have left to do? I'm progressing incredibly slowly. Mario Mario Kart came out, or Mario Golf came out. I'm I'm. About to hit 90 hours in Mario Golf, and they keep adding DLC in tournaments. So that's usually my thing to go on the go-to. You know what I mean? What do I have left? I have a whole bunch of stuff left. There's a whole long story of why I don't have many trophies I should have in that game. So there's you- a lot left. I, there's a lot of time left in the year. But the problem I've been finding is I turn it on, and it feels like a grind. Uh, I'm not yeah. feeling the same enjoyment I used to. I love Persona. Bought an awesome Persona sweatshirt. You'll see some, on one of my IGN videos soon, I'm sure, uh, at Momocon. Yep. I love Persona. Not, I'm not, but it's just like I turn on, I'm just not, I'm in the middle of a dungeon. It's like, this is, it's, uh, like, it's just like, yeah, it's, how it's, long do I have to play this to get back to the story to do, you know what That's I mean? the thing. That there are games that are designed to uh, immediately pull you back in if you go away yeah. for a few months. I don't really feel like that's one no, of them. Yeah, yeah. You kind of have to be there. And that's why all the people we know that played it, like they lost a month yeah, and a half exactly. of their lives because they just stuck with it from start to finish. I don't think you can just kind of walk away, lapse, and come back. Well, it's, and it's you know I played it on PS2 and I reviewed it and I did all these things. So like just jumping back into it's just like ugh, like you know what I mean. Like I know what's ahead of me, right? And it's like ugh, right. I don't know. Now are you are you one of those people that you can play like multiple games in multiple places at the same time? Not I don't I prefer not to. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like that's why Mario Golf works so well. Is that there's no story in Mario Golf. I just right. drop in and play Mario Golf for a little bit. And I'm done, and then I come home and I play more Transistor, or I you know. And but like even then, it's like I'm very much in a. I have to be in a mood to play a game, and I haven't been in the Persona mood lately, mm-hmm. and that's screwing things up. I'm starting to get worried if I'll platinum if I didn't. See, I'm, that was I'm, my New Year's I'm kind of the same way. I th- when I was younger, I used to be able to like kind of juggle multiple games, and maybe I got older or games got more uh, sort of involved yeah uh but like right now i'm playing wolfenstein because i didn't enjoy the first half hour everyone yeah. told me to keep going i kept going i'm loving it yeah like it's it's, it's, it's a lot better out, well, once you get to like the asylum or whatever yeah there's it, there's it, a really just a really bad first half hour there that yeah, I, yeah. it has no it, i wish you could just skip it so i'm playing that i'm playing child of light and i started transistor yesterday and and i just got watchdogs which yeah. is an open world game right. so now i'm like see it, back to mood right for? like i'm not in the mood for watchdogs how come? No, I just don't feel it. I don't. I, I, I since I've seen that game, I'm like, all right, looks neat, but like, I, nothing about it has grabbed me. And I don't know if I'm just burned out on giant open worlds because you know GTA wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I feel like I got to because I, like, I went hard for GTA and got really lost in it and loved it. Yep. And so now I see this and it's just like, and like I was looking on Reddit at some stuff last night of like, you can swim into the water, you get away from the cops, and they can't catch you. Oh yeah, I, that's right. There's no, uh, <laughs> there's no uh, like. Boat Boats. police, and, and so game. I looked at it. and I was just like, "Oh, this looks like GTA." Yeah, it's just like that doesn't excite me. And I don't. Is the story good in it? Have you heard? Is that? I, I heard. I heard the story's good. The side stuff isn't as good as the main yeah. stuff is. But it seems yeah, like some, I, I'd rather. I need to beat Transistor. I need to play more Wolfenstein. I do like Wolfenstein, but I haven't beaten that. Obviously, yep. Child of Light. I'm waiting for it to, for it to come to Vita. Yep, that's July first. So that's not that yep. far off at all. And then Minecraft on Vita, like. I, back to what Colin was saying about there's only so many hours in the day, right? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I've never felt it's more true than right now. 
And, like, I've been traveling so much that I've only been playing handheld stuff. And so now that I'm at home for, like, the next two weeks until E3, it's like, oh, I want to play some console stuff. But I have so much cleanup to do before I feel like I can really sit down and lose another 80 hours or whatever to watch dogs. He's got to pick – just to pick a game, knock it off the list. Pick another game, knock it off the list. I, I don't think that, like, chipping away at five things is working no. for, for me anymore. And it's definitely not working for you. Colin's, or this was a question for Colin from Max. It was, which alternate history is better, Wolfenstein or Resistance? Last, year, last podcast he said Resistance was the better alternate game. Interesting. And I imagine he means alternate history as well just because that was, I think, a little bit more expansive. Yeah. I, I personally like it a little bit more in Wolfenstein, I think. It's, it's a, f- a funner story to me. A more fun story that yeah. Nazis rule everything and Resistance like crazy ass aliens have destroyed Earth. <laughs> I actually think that uh, um, Wolfenstein they don't they don't really outright embrace it, but they sort of do. But there's a, a sort of like intrinsic humor to how absurd everything is. Like you're walking down the a row and all of a sudden like a giant robot you, you, mutated dog goes yeah, to attack yeah, yeah, yeah. you and they blow his head off with a grenade in his mouth because he thinks it's a ball. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that stuff's kind of cool. It's, it's quirky. It's, it's, it's different than Resistance which is like it's kind of a lot super more serious, serious in yeah, tone. Yeah. Super so, serial. Super serial. I was just thinking of more persona. I got to play through on all the difficulties still too to get the you get don't her ha- to you say, don't have to well, do Well she's got to say all the different lines and that's the key to it. Rotating third chair, that's you, Brian. That's me. In 30 seconds, pitch a new PlayStation IP from a Naughty Dog or – I'm sorry, from a Naughty Dog Studio Japan partnership. Oh, God. Okay. Um, think for two seconds and go. All right. Uh, so uh, the new Naughty Dog game is called Quasars, and it's about a, a refugee woman who is stolen from her home planet and sent off into space to fight – Aliens that uh, are also cannibals. So they're killing each other, and they're also left. trying to kill her. But if she, if she can defeat all of them, then she becomes the king of Quasar Planet and the consent back to Earth. Right. That was really hard. Well, Quasar <laughs> will be coming soon. It'll be announced at E3, I'm sure, from this Naughty Dog Studio Japan partnership that you heard about here on Podcast Beyond, episode 344. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Remember that every Tuesday, the MP3 of Podcast Beyond goes live. Every Wednesday, the video version goes live on IGN.com and YouTube.com slash IGN. Of course, you should keep up with us. You can do it on Twitter at IGN. That's IGN. Yeah. I'm Game Over Greggy. Colin's no taxation. Brian is Agent Bizzle. Yep. Of course, go to IGN.com, read the articles. They keep the likes, light, lights on. And the likes. On. I feel like whenever we go from a live stream to a podcast. It's tough, I'm, man. It's keeping the ch- I'm just it's trying tough. to hold the car together it's to get across tough. the finish I'm line I'm shooting here. a video with Naomi after this. So Woo! it's just nonsense. And then there's an E3 meeting. Just, yes, yeah, you know, when do we play the games? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, every episode of Podcast Beyond ends in a song we call a segment, Ryan's Wrap-Up. Today's song comes from Brian Altano. Oh, really? Which one do you want to play? You have an album out. It's for free. It's called Missing uh, Actually, I just put out a remix for a Katy Perry song, so we can just put that one here. Okay, great. Can they download that anywhere? Yep. Where do they download it's that? At, at, it's available at SoundCloud. Search for Com. Brian Okay, so search Brian Altano yep. on SoundCloud. Yep. This is your Katy Perry I don't have the URL. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. It's a remix of uh, Firework. Oh, okay, cool. Enjoy. Beyond. Beyond. the
like a house of cards One blow from caving in Do you ever feel already buried deep? Six feet under screens but no one seems to hear a thing Do you know that there's still a chance for you? Cause there's a spark in you